0: hear ye, hear ye, as we gather once again at the court of the trashy royals. My name is Stacy, and I know we talked about perhaps a jaunt through the food cultures of Europe in the medieval
1: period this week, but Alicia, you said, no, no, I have something great. I do have something great. I wanted to get out of England for just a moment. Mm-hmm. We're going to hippity hop, over to the Romanov dynasty. Oh, across the way in ye oldie Russia. We have a lot of fans from a lot of different periods of history. Mm-hmm. And I thought today would be a great time to talk about Peter the not great mm-hmm. at all. When we talk about the Romanovs, who were they? The imperial dynasty in Russia from 1613 when Mikhail Romanov took the throne until 1917 when Tsar Nicholas II abdicated during or, the revolution is that what we're calling it <laughs> during three centuries of reign the romanovs have 18 romanovs took the russian throne included in that list some names we're going to talk about catherine the great nicholas the second alexander the first and today peter the not great not a fan of this guy sure but history does record him as peter the great it does Let us anon to Peter the Not So Great. talk about why Peter the Great is called Peter the Great. Sure. Because certainly Peter does do some good things. He's credited with modernizing Russia, whatever that means in the 17th century. He is great because he's got progressive cultural and political views and his actions follow such. He created a number of modern and scientific systems and also, kind of a big deal, Tried to lessen the dominance of the country's strict and conservative religion. Hmm, okay. So all good things. Those are the good things. But the flaws include violent behavior, cruel executions, high taxes. Those aren't so great. Peter the Great's a big guy, though. So Peter the Great is physically pretty great, too. He's got a height of six feet, eight inches tall. Yeah. So in Spanish, he's Peter the Grande. That's exactly right. Six eight, that's pretty tall. He'd be playing the basketball somewhere. Yes, absolutely. But at the time in Russia, I mean, at the time, 6'8", like, you're almost seven feet tall. You've got to look like Andre the Giant, yeah. right? You're a bear. <laughs> Peter the Great the Bear. He's handsome. He's strong. But Peter really does have a terrible, terrible temper. And he also really likes to partay. Like, really get down. So when Peter's in a good mood, he drinks to excess. He would give the 1920s expats a run for their money. But the other thing that Peter the Great does is force his guests to drink to excess as well. So bad for anyone on their sobriety journey. Gotcha. So even if they didn't want to? No, No, and they didn't just have the choice to like, oh, let me pour a glass of wine and I cannot drink it. Right, I'll sip it. No, it's you, everyone, I drink, you drink, we all drink and Hmm. do terrible things. Okay, to Peter's credit, he does believe in hard work. He's willing to do much of the labor and duties that he expects from others. Peter will even begin his own army service at the lowest rank. Because he believes it's important for him to know every other skill that every military man knows. Okay. So that's not bad.
0: It's not bad unless his ultimate goal is to demean. Lo- right. Like. Well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think I see where this is going. Peter
1: is also a skilled carpenter.
0: A little bit like Jesus. Is that how he viewed it?
1: I don't know. I don't have that information. I shall
0: learn the woodworking arts to be more like
1: my savior. He wants to know a lot of things. He's known, super well known for being a powerful ruler and using his military to brutally suppress rebellions during his reign. Peter's also the dude to move the capital of Russia from Moscow to St. Petersburg. All right. So there's a little overview on old Peter. Let's talk about his early life and his first marriage, because wow. Peter, we would wish a happy birthday to. Just last week, he was born on June the 9th. Sweet summer child. 1672, and he reigned from the age of 10 years old from 1682 until his death in 1725. By the, I don't know, 18th century, we've seen young rulers, and that's fine. Peter's going to be married a total of two times and has 14 kids. I will tell you probably the trashiest thing about Peter is his love of women throughout his life and all, I mean all, of his trashy affairs. His first wife, Eudoxia. Eudoxia is chosen by his mother, Natalia. And as typical for 17th century czarinas. Eudoxia's family does not belong to the high aristocracy. The marriage is a political move and was meant to prove that the 17-year-old Peter was now mature and grown enough to rule in his own name. At the time, this was contested. There's a faction. There's always a faction in competition for the throne. We've learned that a little bit so far. This is the rebellion of the Strelsky, and they're in support of the Miloslavsky family ruling instead of the Romanovs. But Peter's not going to let that happen because Peter's like, hey, I'm 17 now. I'm old enough to get married. I'm pretty great. Have you met me? Have you met me? That's it. So they get married, and Eudoxia is crowned Tsarina in 1689. Huzzah! The following year, big mazel to Peter and Eudoxia. Eudoxia gives birth to a son and heir. This is Grand Duke Alexei Petrovich of Russia. The couple will go on to have two more sons, Alexander and Paul, but sadly both of these boys die in infancy. Mm. Now, the thing you need to know about Peter, he's never in love with Eudoxia. I wouldn't say he hates her, not yet, anyway, but he doesn't love her and he sure as heck is not fond of her conservative family. Hmm. Eudoxia and Peter do not get along. And Peter, carpenter, knows every skill in the military. He's got a lot going on. Mm -hmm. He gets bored with Eudoxia pretty darn quick.
0: Political marriages are such a nightmare.
1: God, he's so bored like Eudoxia. It's all I ever hear about. And so Peter is going to fall in love with another woman leading him to want to divorce Eudoxia. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm out. Come on, this is ridiculous. And Eudoxia is like, "Eh, have you heard about all the religious customs we're under? Like, I don't think this is cool. I'm not going to do this, Peter. Peter will force Eudoxia to join a convent in 1698. Okay. She heads off to the Pokrovsky convent. So here's Eudoxia she's like okay convent's fine i sure. guess but in the convent all of the nuns treat her with the respect of a lawful empress because that's what she is and they're not going to disrespect her and peter finds this out and he is m a d so he charges eudoxia with adultery which she is for not loving god like what <laughs> fake charges Fake news. Fake charges. I sent you to a
0: convent and you took Jesus as your husband?
1: (laughs) Eudoxia hasn't done anything. Yeah. She's undoubtedly not guilty. He's just M.A.D. Okay. But Peter's M.A.D. So Eudoxia is compelled to make a public confession to stuff she hasn't done. And because she confesses publicly, Peter's like, ha, ha, ha. Now I can legally divorce you. Ooh what happens to eudoxia she gets sent to an even more remote monastery where she would not be treated with the same comfort and respect and like blankets that she had before with the other nuns it's bad peter not great so you making the case in 1718 the son that eudoxia and peter have alexei was later sentenced to death why you ask Oh, for plotting to overthrow his father. Oh. Rats. Hey, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Well, Alexi missed, and before Alexi could be properly executed, he died in prison of the injuries that he incurred during torture in an effort to make him confess about overthrowing his father. It's not good. Could have just sent him to a convent. Bless Eudoxia. She's been in that convent a long, long time. She's not going to be seen in public until after Peter the Not Great dies. Oh, so, wow, she survives him. She survives him. Wow. When her grandson, Peter II, comes to power, Eudoxia is brought back to court. And some even suggested that Eudoxia should be appointed regent to the young czar when he comes to the throne. Eudoxia will attend... Peter II's coronation in 1728, dressed in the splendor of the czarina, all the robes, the mm. whole big deal. However, poor Eudoxia. The years of seclusion and isolation had noticeably, we could say, dulled her wits, stolen her confidence, and even her best friends began to agree that perhaps the convent Is a much better place for Eudoxia than court. This time, though, when she's sent back to the nunnery, Eudoxia has a generous allowance. She's in a modernized monastery in Moscow. Okay. She's treated a little bit better for the last years of her life. Sure. Circumstances improve after Peter the Not Great is no longer around. Well, Peter the Not Great, right, knocks off 1725. Eudoxia will live six more years. She will live in that Moscow monastery till her death in 1731. Okay, so that's wife one. Mm -hmm. Peter the Not Great. Peter the Not Great also has a lot of trashy affairs. A lot of mistresses. Between his two mistresses, the one that probably is the most legendary, her name is Anna Mons. Anna's father is a Dutch wine merchant who runs a hotel in Moscow. And when Anna's there with her father, she will socialize with the Russian aristocracy. And no doubt, Anna is beautiful. She's vivacious. And she's very willing, like some women have been, to trade in on her beauty and charm in return for favors from powerful people. Anna meets Peter the Not Great, through two of his advisors, who helpfully had both previously been Anna's lovers. So great. Gotcha, gotcha. Peter, whoa, falls head over heels for Anna. His falling in love with Anna Mons prompts Peter's decision to banish Eudoxia. This is what starts that whole thing. Peter's like, this is great. My wife is in a nunnery. We got this handled.
0: My girlfriend, she's a liberated Dutch woman from probably Amsterdam.
1: She's so cool. High city living, legal weed. Come on. <laughs> Peter gives a generous allowance to Anna as well as her mother and provides a home for them to live in. Complete with, this is the best part, a large portrait of himself in a diamond studded frame. Just so, you know, if she misses them, she can just look at his big portrait on the wall sure Anna Mons was peter's mistress for a dozen years and was referred to as the czar's loyal friend they mm. make no bones about their love they're seen in public often together they attend social functions together as a couple
0: well because they're loyal friends
1: oh yeah very very loyal friends and peter had expressed interest in marrying anna and making her zarina but anna mon's her greed and jealousy kind of takes over and she falls a little bit out of favor with peter hmm. one account uh recorded says that anna does not respond well to peter's affection for another peasant that he had begun another affair with uh oh and anna's like no bigs man peter Two can play at that game. You got a goose, I got a gander. So Anna starts a relationship with the Prussian ambassador to Russia and leads the Prussian ambassador to believe that they would marry. So word naturally gets back to Peter the Not Great. This is a terrible idea, Anna, Anna. He's told of his mistress's mm. infidelity and tells the ambassador, I brought up monster myself. I meant her to marry you. You've seduced her, you can keep her dropped like a hot potato, Anna is.
0: I mean, at least he didn't have her beheaded, which is where I thought this was going.
1: No, not beheaded, but Anna's nothing. Peter takes away her homes, her gifts, even the diamond-studded portrait of himself. He puts her under house arrest. Oh, wow, okay. She's there for a minute. She's eventually released, and Peter will end up marrying the other peasant, that he'd begun a romance with and wanted to marry anyway, Anamon's out. So yeah. he he has not divorced Eudoxia. He Mm-mm. just Mm-mm. ish. Well, remember she had to make the public confession illegally getting them a divorce. So technically he is divorced, but he's, under circumstances.
0: He's claiming he's divorced.
1: He is. I mean, they're divorced. We're on a break. She fake admitted adultery. Which gave him the divorce, but again, okay. Yeah. Let's move on to Mistress Marta Skovoranska Marta. Oh. Peter does get finally happy. Come on, get happy, Peter. He has his happiest romantic relationship. This begins in 1702 with an illiterate peasant woman named Marta Skovoranska Marta is a servant of one of Peter's friends when the first two meet. And Peter, you thought he liked Anna Mons. Whoa. He's smitten with Marta from the beginning and shortly just moves Marta in to his house. Sure. A year after meeting, Marta had already had their first child. Wow. They will go on to have five kids together. Wow. After four years or so, so 1705, Peter's like, you know what? This Marta name thing just isn't gonna work for me so he peter will change marta's name to Catherine, <laughs> affectionately calling her katya and marta now Catherine will convert to the russian orthodox religion
0: okay new name who dis that's
1: exactly right and peter whoa lavishes brand new wife Catherine with expensive gifts and Writes expressive love letters, all that the she love. She can't read. That, right? Many letters between the two exist. I guess she learned how to read at some point. Okay. Peter and Catherine will marry in 1707, but it's kept entirely as a secret marriage. We've seen secret marriages before, totally kept secret for five years until 1712, when Peter and Catherine marry again at St. Isaac's Cathedral in St. Petersburg. At this point, Catherine is crowned empress.
0: Okay. The, just, okay. Everyone's, everybody's just like, yes, that Eudoxia, I'm sure.
1: Eudoxia's still alive. She's yeah. in the
0: bad convent now. Yeah. hmm I'm sure everyone just rolled with it because
1: he's the czar. Sure. Catherine and Peter, after the marriage, would go on to have six more kids. To add to their already five from the not-married part to the married part total of 11 kids. Sadly, though, only two children survive until adulthood. It's a little amazing that that Katya survived 11 childbirths in that period. You (laughs) ain't kidding. The two surviving children from the marriage between Peter and Catherine were both girls. So Peter has no male heir. Alexi, Why? Now this sounds like a pretty grand romance, right? It's very Peter, Catherine, he really found true love. Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy. No. As devoted and passionate as Peter and Catherine were to each other, neither one of them were faithful. Huh? So that's fine. Shortly before Peter's death, ooh, there's a big fight with Peter and Catherine because Catherine begins an affair with William Mons the brother of no. Peter's former mistress, Anna Mons. Wow. Mm-hmm. Small world. William Mons is also Catherine's secretary.
0: Very small world. Why are these people preferring
1: Moscow to Amsterdam? There's only so many people in the world. So before this whole revelation of the affair comes to light, Peter had named Catherine as his successor in his will. But as soon as Peter learns that Catherine's sleeping around with William Mons, he revokes that codicil. Also orders William Mons to be executed. Little things. And William was beheaded on November the 16th, 1724. Do we have
0: any comment from Anna Mons on the occasion of her brother's
1: murder? Uh, Not that I have here. (laughs) However, I do want to bring up, we talked about Catherine of Valois and her body being terribly misused in the last episode. (sighs) The Romanovs love to do it. So after old Willie Mons was executed, Peter the Not Great had William's head placed in a jar and set next to Catherine's bed. Are we
0: talking like a a jar with like, Like, formaldehyde, like, preservative in it, so it would stay fresh-ish.
1: I would hope so, because William's head is put in a jar and set next to the bed of Catherine, the empress. Pickled William. Pickled William is right. Apparently, Peter and Catherine reconcile (laughs) prior to Peter's death, which happens, like, four months later. And then she throws a party. <laughs> also servant get that jar out of my bed chambers no the jars uh, i'm not sure what happens to this jar but there's another jar coming up Oh no it's all terrible so peter dies a- after reconciling with catherine four months later no living heir no living son so catherine's like mm, what the heck i'll just campaign for the throne and the military guards in the court support Catherine because mm-hmm. they believe her to be loyal. So it was in their best interest to have Catherine just maintain her power. Sure. This is the devil you know, mm-hmm. right? Catherine also is supported and loved by the people, which really, really helps. They perceive her as kind and generous. And Catherine may have been a popular and just ruler, but she was pretty trashy, too. She was frequently changing lovers, very little, if in fact no, attempt to be discreet, Catherine's reign lasts only 17 months. She will pass away in 1727 at the age of 43. Catherine will name her successor as the 12-year-old grandson of Peter and Eudoxia. He would become known as Emperor Peter II. Catherine stipulated that her two living daughters Anna and Elizaveta, rule alongside Peter II until he reached his maturity, which never, never happens. Sadly, in 1730, Peter II dies from smallpox at oh. the age of 16. Oof. What a terrible time to be alive. Terrible time to be alive. We're going to take the Romanovs another day through what happens after Peter the second dying of smallpox at the age of 16. But we have so many more Romanovs to go through, but I've got just a few more bits here about Peter the not great. A little bit trashy. When I say trashy, let me tell you about Peter the not great's bed registry. There is evidence that Peter who keeps a little bed registry of his many mistresses, like a little black book. Mm -hmm. The registry includes their official metrics. No. Uh Uh-huh. And skills. So exactly the kind of black book you would expect. Peter, the not so great to have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's got a lot of pages. It's just pages and pages and pages. But apparently Empress Catherine doesn't feel too threatened because Peter... Never shows any sustained interest in lovers. Like they're both fooling around. Sure. But there's not anybody that Peter's leaving Catherine for. Do you have one other little bit here about Peter's affair with Mary Hamilton? Not a Russian name.
0: Right. I've noticed that. Yes. Yeah. I was actually wondering, related to Alexander?
1: No. No. Okay. Maybe. I don't I don't know. This is a little bit earlier than all of that. Mary Hamilton. To answer, who is Mary Hamilton? She was a young, fresh beauty from a well-respected Scottish family, and they were friendly with Peter's mom. Fantastic. At the age of 16, Mary Hamilton is sent to court to be a lady-in-waiting to Empress Catherine in 1713. Fantastic. Here, Mary Hamilton, young, beautiful lady-in-waiting, uh, quickly sure. comes to the attention of Peter the Not-So-Great and will become his royal mistress. And the affair is no secret among courtiers. But problematically, Mary Hamilton had another lover. Oh, no. Whose name was Ivan Orlov. Okay, so Ivan Orlov betrays Mary with another one of Peter's mistresses. I feel like there's a
0: very dangerous game being played here. Everybody's sleeping with everybody.
1: But Mary isn't going to give up that quickly. She will not go gentle into this good night. So Mary Hamilton decides to steal items from Empress Catherine in order to give these items to Ivan Orlov to win him back from the other mistress of Peter's that he is sleeping with. In 1715, Mary Hamilton becomes pregnant. It is unclear whether the child is Peter's or Yvonne's. Mary Hamilton reportedly at this point has an abortion. She becomes pregnant again in 1717, and she truly believes the child would cause disaster for her. So Mary Hamilton will give birth in secret and then drown or strangle that child? Well, that's dark. It's very dark. It gets darker. So around the same time of infanticide, Yvonne Orlov is interrogated about some missing items. Mm. Mm. Which he has. Well, Yvonne confesses his relationship with Mary Hamilton, exposes her abortion. Mary's rooms were searched and several of those stolen items, which had belonged to Catherine, were found. So not good for anybody. Mary Hamilton and Yvonne Orlov are both arrested and imprisoned. Mary confesses to the theft. She confesses to the abortion. She confesses to infanticide. And despite being tortured, Mary Hamilton refuses to testify against her lover Yvonne.
0: Which I'm sure made Peter the Not Great super, well, M.A.D., as we are saying.
1: Oh, so M.A.D. So, goodness. The... Mistress of Peters, that (laughs) was sleeping with Yvonne, that the whole quadrangle started around, she gets in on the action and she will accuse Mary Hamilton of spreading a rumor that Empress Catherine, you ready for this rumor, ate wax to keep her skin pale. The horrors! Mary Hamilton, in November of 1917, was found guilty of abortion, infanticide, slander against the Empress and theft, and she was sentenced to death, Mary Hamilton was, despite Empress Catherine pleading on her behalf with her husband, Peter the Great, for mercy. Poor Mary Hamilton was beheaded on March 14th, 1719, and Yikes. Peter attended that execution And helpfully, like the gentleman he is, held out his hand to help Mary Hamilton ascend the scaffolding. According to accounts of witnesses, Peter the not-great will hug Mary Hamilton and then push her toward the executioner. It gets worse. Yeah, not great. After Mary Hamilton is beheaded, Peter takes Mary's head, kisses her on the lips gives the crowd a short anatomy lecture, like, hey, here are arteries and here are vertebrae. (sighs) After he's done with all of this, Peter, the not great, kisses his executed lover's head on the lips again and then just throws the head on the ground and walks away. Mary Hamilton's head was collected and pickled in spirits in a large glass <sighs> jar and kept on display in a prominent place in the, you know, castle as a warning to all of Peter the Not Great's other mistresses. <clears throat> Interestingly, though, after Peter the Not Great died, Empress Catherine kept Mary Hamilton's head, and it takes until 1780. More than 50 years after Empress Catherine's death, that another Catherine, a different Catherine, Catherine the Great, Mm -hmm. was visiting the First Russian Museum and spots Mary Hamilton's head and William Monza's head in jars side by side on a dusty shelf. And Catherine the Great is like, whoa, (laughs) Both of those heads need to be buried. This is really gross. Why are we doing this? Or something like that, I'm sure, was said. So to answer your question, William Mons' head and (laughs) Mary Hamilton's head ended up in a museum until Catherine the Great comes and redeems their heads from a life in pickled spirit jars.
0: Which, if that is the only thing that ever happened in her life, does make her
1: pretty great. (laughs) <laughs> don't know the rest so we'll talk about Catherine the Great the Romanovs are pretty terrible they're kind of mean they do some interesting things though they definitely qualify as trashy royals trashy crowns for Peter the Not So Great oh. Oof, I don't know they're all stuck in pickled spirit jars or something off in some convent somewhere not great to women he may have modernized Russia but it seems like you set the feminine spirit back a few hundred <laughs> years my friend i'm not sure peter the not so great always kind of my firm opinion on peter the not so great sounds well founded <clears throat> thanks everybody for tuning in today to this episode of trashy broils we're going to be back with you next week with who knows what adventure there's some it's unlimited
0: yeah, if there's one thing we are never short of at Trashy Royals, it is material to draw from. So thank you all for tuning in. And until we see you again, friends. Keep your eye on the throne. Mm-hmm. Straighten sure. that crown, polish it, buff it, make it shimmer, shine. And keep your mistress's heads in jars.
1: No, do not recommend Keep everybody's heads out of jars. It's just, it's not, it's not a good look. Not a good look. Thanks again, everybody. Big cheers to y'all. See you next week. Bye. Bye.